French friend or foe, him. Christy. <laughs> That's what that says. Yeah, I know. Uh, yes. <laughs> Christy is a friend and a foe. <laughs> She's a foe of Satan and a friend of Jesus. <laughs> um, so what about um, what about the fact that Zach is writing Z's on his paper? And it kind of reminds me of Zorro. If he had a uh, rapier, he would be like, what? This is my chorus. Is that like a sword? Yep. That little sword what? that Zorro has. A rapier or a uh, saber, to depending on a who you're talking to. Yeah, well, a cutlass is fatter. That's for pirates. A rapier would be like a thin one that you stab into people. I want a lightsaber. No, you, not right now you don't. <laughs> not in this yes, franchise. I yes, I, I do. I, that I, don't, that I, don't I will care. talk about. Still want a lightsaber. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe one day a, f- uh, a fan will get like super lucky and get some like backing and actually make like a good Star Wars movie. They need to make um, get some actual backing and build a real lightsaber because that'd be go. dope. They've and already made the Marty McFly self tying shoes and they've made a hoverboard courtesy Air Mags. of yeah of uh, t- Tony Hawk made a little hover magnetic yeah. hoverboard. So they can't get hoverboards right. Hoverboards yeah. are supposed to go. Don't you know? Yeah. These lose power over water. <laughs> they do. They they fly on anything except water, mind you. But the uh, but they stay the there. Real, the real hoverboards have to have like magnets, which insane clown yeah. posse doesn't know how they work. But that's true. Everybody else pretty much can just see that that's a magnet. By the way, for everybody listening who is a Christian, yes, uh, in the last couple of episodes, we have referenced South Park and Family Guy and Insane Clown Posse and weird movies like SLC Punk. Yes, we are a different kind of Christian podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully you believe that we are super devout and we can also watch that stuff and derive some truth from it. Hopefully you like us anyway. Yeah. Even though we're super weird. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready to start? Mm hmm. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the House Plants podcast. podcast. I wish I had one of those party favorite things that go like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you guys listen to this, it will probably be near Thanksgiving. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. I wasn't be, sure where we were. Or, or maybe not. Or maybe it it's be, after New Year's. It might be ap- no, not after no, no, New Year's. No, it's not after New Year's. It'll be between Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, it all depends. Does this one come after Advent? Oh, it definitely does. Okay. Yeah. Well, it might be around Thanksgiving then, but who knows? Possibly after. Who knows? Listen, right now when you're listening to this, we have time traveled. Oh my god! <laughs> Easy to zap. <laughs> By the way, those blow things—they <laughs> uh, they don't do not like work. abuse. <laughs> All right, and we're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus, yeah. and many more things like party favors. And when in time we are currently airing this episode, for for all we know, right now it's 2020 in your ear, and you're just like, what That's are these true. guys talking People about? People could be listening to this all over. They could be listening to this like when civilization has fallen and aliens have taken. You know over. what else? You know what is? And uh, we are the voice for the entire civilization. But you know what's timeless though? Hymns. <laughs> <laughs> Hymns are timeless. And That's see how true. I segued in yeah. like that? That was very good. Yep. Uh, so we are going to do a bunch of hymns all in yeah. one hymn. So hymns like the sponsor. <laughs> Our sponsor today is hymns. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we just decided that we would um, pick a bunch of our favorite hymns that are all in 3-4 time or thereabouts. 
and uh, just kind Close of enough. And right. you know, kind of link them yeah. up. Uh, do the first verse of each. Don't give then, any away. Just like no, no, no. no yeah. yeah, let it be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna do yeah. them one after another, and then we're gonna we're, we put a tiny little chorus in there. I just uh, and if you're familiar with the words of the chorus, it is from Ephesians. So uh, you know, and that's really one that a lot of people turn to when talking yeah. about worship. So there you go. That's your setup. Sweet. Let us worship. Sounds good. Thank you. 
ending on that amen i love a good medley that's awesome yeah and i love good um melody and this song had both (laughs) all right all right guys worship worship good job uh uh we we kind of threw that together today and it ended up being a lot of fun um so i guess i think i have prayed the least over the past couple of weeks i will pray okay 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 with you guys sounds good All right, here we go. God, thank you so much for bringing us together tonight. Thank you for the mission that we have here at the podcast uh, and and for the opportunity to uh, discuss you, to worship you, to uh, bring you into our week uh, and not just worry about you on Sunday. And uh, God, thank you for the community that is uh, listening. And uh, we just pray tonight that we could uh, fellowship with each other, learn more about you, um, and talk about uh, your word. So your name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Zach. Yeah. What's going on this week, buddy? Well, I figured we would do a couple episodes where we talk about some of our favorite songs. Is this more of the worship workshop or is this more of just a musical celebration? I think this is just more like what songs mean to us. Mm. So this doesn't necessarily mm. have to have tips for worship leaders or anything like that in it. Yeah. We're just going to talk about um, how songs have impacted us. Boom. We all have these favorite songs that um, speak to us that God has like used to kind of like teach us something yeah. um, or that we find inspiration in. And um, we think, you know, as worship leaders and uh, people who are into worship music uh, that God can speak through those lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. People that write those songs were Hopefully they were tuned into the spirit. I mean, it, it kind of shows in a lot of these yeah. that, you know, they were listening to scripture and listening to God for some kind of inspiration, some kind of message of hope or, or, um, even like proclamation. I think a lot yeah. of songs fall into that category. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, we'll do an episode where we talk about hymns and then we will switch over to modern songs I don't know if you guys want to do more of this kind of thing in the future. We could always like limit the category even more or something. Well, I like this idea that we pick three because we also pick the movies and it's been fun to just kind of discuss what we like and what we don't like. And, um, Oh yeah. Uh, there's so many hymns. So this is just one of those, uh, 
episodes that could keep on giving. I said favorite, uh, but really, as I was thinking about it, uh, we could often say like current favorite because I think favorites so can, favorites can change over the years. Mine, have. yeah, buddy, yeah. Oh, the times they are changing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, who wants to go first? Because oh. if we're picking. Like our favorite one. Yeah. So I guess I can go first. Zach, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. So here's here's <laughs> the questions that we wanted to say about each song before yep. we get into them. So first we had who wrote it and why, if you can find that out. Um, what is the general theme of the song? Yep. Why is it special to you? Mm. What scripture verses might it be based on? Some people might have had... Some people might have told us what theirs are, but if right. not, what connection to scripture have you found? Oh, yeah. Um, any poetic devices or technique? That'll be kind of interesting because we all kind of have different uh, expertise in that area, maybe. Absolutely. And what's a favorite line and what point does it make? Could be a deep theological thing or it could just be kind of a truthful kind of thing. But what's it saying about God? Um, so let's dig in. Uh, the one that I picked is Come Thou Fount. And uh, obviously the listeners know this is a big, big one for yeah. us. We love this one. Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Uh, it might be titled if you're strictly looking at a hymnal. Some yeah. people just refer to it as Come Thou Fount. Well, there's also another. There's like so many people have taken this one. I mm, think there's actually another hymn called Come Thou Fount, Come Thou King or something like that. Mm, that is a uh, that's like a di- uh, newer version where somebody. Mm. I don't know if it was Tomlin. Okay. Somebody wrote a chorus to it. Yeah. But that's one. Yes. Yeah. And I believe uh, My Chains Are Gone is the, is another rendition. That's Amazing that's Grace. That's Amazing Grace. Oh, I'm sorry. You're Come right. Come Thou yeah. Fount is... Um, You're right. Come Thou Fount. The more modern one I've heard. Every blessing. Mm. The Crowder one Crowder. was kind of our standard for a long time. And I think Hillsong yeah. has a, a version of it. Yeah. Lately, yeah. the cool trendy thing, and I'm not trying to critique anybody yeah. necessarily because we just did that, but... Lately, the cool trendy thing is to do it like basically as is worshipy, like a little yeah. more modernized chords and then just add a little tagline bridge or chorus. Well, it's it. really tough to play all those chords on guitar. <laughs> I've looked in uh, I've looked at Song Select and if you guys don't know Song Select, it's got um, pretty much every song that is registered. Um, yeah, and, it's, and pretty, it's pretty much every a standard database. Song, yeah, it's a database and they all have like registration numbers and stuff so all the hymns are in there too and uh the hymns have their original arrangements and so there's like a chord every single line yeah i know (laughs) every single syllable or whatever um but yeah so come thou fount um robert robinson is the guy who wrote it and (laughs) redundant yeah i know (laughs) i know his his name has consonants rather than assonance oh english so there's an r and r there which you guys will find out that i really like consonants uh when it comes to rhyming schemes all right (laughs) yeah yeah so um he was a young man and he was with some friends and they went to see a fortune teller uh, just for kicks whatever um but the next day he felt kind of convicted about it and he's like why am i getting into this sort of thing um, so he wanted to clear his conscience and he went to, to hear George Whitfield preach. Okay. George Whitfield was like, he was a friend of John Wesley's and he's a really super famous preacher. And he is like known as one of the best preachers ever. 
Who is? George Whitfield. Yep. He, he, George Whitfield, is yeah, considered George Whitfield one of the best? Is. Yeah. From whose authority? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Harvey and Ken are pretty good. Yes, anyway, I, go I'd put them up against Whitfield any day. <laughs> Especially in, like, relatableness to a modern audience. I yeah. once told Jake, sorry, this is a little side note, but, yeah. I, but once when we were doing ministry with Jake, I had went to Mars Hill Church and seen Rob mm-hmm. Bell preach. And then I came back to Northridge after all that time. And I was like, hey, Jake, I saw Rob Bell. And he was like, no way. That's amazing. And I said, <laughs> got to be honest. He's not so great compared to you. You guys are on the same level. And he's like, there's no way I'm on the same level as Rob Bell, man. He's been, he's got like the NUMA videos and stuff. I was like, no, man. You're like, you got it going on, bro. Anyway, go ahead. It's always, <laughs> always good to hear yourself compared to your people that you look up to. Oh, yeah. But um, so George Whitfield had this sermon. He was preaching about uh, the time that Jesus is, um, he's talking to the Pharisees and he goes, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee the wrath to come. And apparently George Whitfield would do this thing where he would go like, Oh, the wrath to come. (laughs) Oh, the wrath to come. And he'd like, you know, have this real convicting sort of like, you got to turn to Jesus sort of sermon. Yeah. Um, And so that really like um, stuck with Robert Robinson's heart and he gave his life back to Jesus. And so he always thought about that moment in his life. And when he wrote uh, Come Thou Fount, he was thinking about like God is just saving us from bad stuff like our sin and the results of sin. Sure. And so, um, yeah, that's the theme. God acting to save us, God calling us back to him. Um, and he even says, like, we're prone to wander Yeah. in verse three. Um, oh, yeah. So that's like a really good line. Um, definitely focuses on the gospel. So that's one of my favorite things about the song. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember playing this all the time at like BCM and come thou found? Yeah. It's, it's your and my favorite hymn. Right. Basically. It is. I mean, yeah. let's, let's just, let's be real <laughs> on the podcast. We've probably done this four or five different ways now in the yeah. 50 or so yeah. episodes we've done, which might be a reason why I'm biasly for it as well. So, um, so it's yeah. funny because I'm at center church and they, yeah. they kind of allow me to do, uh, what what I'm called to play, I guess, in some. Yeah. But every now and again, I'm like, hey, does anybody have like a hymn request or something? And then the first one they ask for is like, hey, let's do Come Though Found again. Yeah. Every single place where I've ever led worship or done anything, it's always a song that people know. Yeah. I didn't know it before I came to the BCM. Like they used to do it there. Well, I mean, well that, that, that's part of, I think that's part of the modern mm. resurgence of this film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, part of it's the fact that it has made it onto the radio quite a bit, but uh, the other part of it is the fact that you know, there's sometimes every, every generation or so people begin to rediscover some of the classics. And yeah. th- th- in this generation, it's time for Come Thou Found. Hmm. That's interesting that you say it's could be tied to a generational thing. I have to think more about that because, like, if you think about some of the themes of the song, like how, um, like, I was a stranger wandering from the fold of God. Like, I was, like, walking away. And uh, yep. Jesus interposed his precious blood. It's like a, it's a very simple, straightforward kind of gospel message. I think that's mm-hmm. easy to digest. What I think is co- cool about the hymn, and, and you can it, it, this is your pick, so I don't want to take yeah. away anything. But what I think is crazy is that the hymn openly admits that he's worried that he'll like leave the Lord. Yeah, 
you know, he's like, I'm prone to wander and yeah. I feel it coming that yeah. I might wander away. Yeah. And he's like asking, he's praying to the Lord. You're singing you're in song, but yeah. it's, it's really a prayer that God would like seal you to him so that mm-hmm. you wouldn't run, run away. Right. Yeah. Because even in your conscious, unconscious mind, you think like, oh, I might just like leave for a random reason. I pray that God, while I'm faithful to him right now, yeah. that he seals me to him so I don't go yeah. be stupid. And you know, so like not to get too deep into the theological debates of our day or whatever, but I've, you know, read these lyrics before and I've thought about like, am I singing something that's kind of Calvinist because it's like seal my heart, you know, like almost like uh, keep me to where like I can't ever walk away. But well, at the same time, what you just said, like he's, he's suggesting, he's that, suggesting he that he could. Yeah, so I think you can kind of read it either way. And I've heard a lot of people, that is a big yeah. debate. I've heard a lot of people talk about, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm Bless bumping, you. <laughs> I'm, my hands are flying all over the place. Um, so I've heard a lot of people talk about this idea, and this might be a good podcast topic uh, to tackle uh, when we're ready. But the idea that um, once you uh, give your mm-hmm. heart completely to Christ yeah. and you receive the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to leave the Lord. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a very Calvinistic That's called perseverance of the saints. But in the two lit, it's the P. Oh, I understand. <laughs> and I get it. I, I think, yeah, yeah. but I, I do think, I, well, I'm still, I'm still mulling this over because yeah. I am, I'm kind of like not anti-Calvinist, but I am like. Uh, I am like trying very desperately to like stay in the middle and not. You're not like, as hardcore Arminian either. Yeah. I'm like I'm saying I'm trying to I'm trying to be yeah. very neutral until I understand completely the scriptures as much as I feel comfortable to yeah. make a decision. Sure. But what I'm saying is that I think you can have that. What do you call it? Perseverance of the saints. Mm-hmm. I think you can kind of have that mentality and not be a Calvinist because there is like some scripture stuff for that. But at the same time, I think that um, there's a lot of scriptural base behind the idea that you could potentially leave yeah um so it's I both and so it's like you're really not I sure think going back to the song you can have that conversation within the lyrics of this song yeah sorry then. i didn't mean to uh, go you, away from it you know because um i i wonder if that's one of the reasons why it has such strength because you can sing it in like a pretty reformed calvinist kind of church or you could sing it like in a very wesleyan sure. arminian type of church it's in the methodist hymnal you know, yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it could you could go either way with it. And you've and, and you and I have talked about this, and I, I don't yeah. want to call it a criticism necessarily, but uh, there are certain songs that we have talked about that are very like surface levelly and uh, mm-hmm. and don't have more to say than what they're saying. Yeah, this is a, an example of a song that has a lot more to say than what it's saying. Oh yeah, it definitely um, does. And and just like a movie, uh, maybe you have um, subtext. Yeah. And things that um, really do start a conversation in your mind, like, huh, I wonder what, what it would be like if I was that character. And in the same way, the words coming off the page about uh, Come Thou Fount kind of make you think like, huh, I've wrestled with these things. But yeah. that raises an even bigger issue. Yeah. Uh, ha- when's the last time I raised an Ebenezer? Yeah. You know, or something like that. So and speaking of that. Ebenezer. Yeah, let's hear about That's Ebenezer kind of a, Scrooge. It's interesting. I love that um, it mentions the Charles Dickens character, you know, played by uh, Michael Caine, famously in the Muppet rendition. Buy me a turkey, the biggest in all of England. Love Michael Caine. How could you not love him? Um, yeah. I'm a big Patrick Stewart uh, one. Jessica okay. turned me on to that one, and yeah. that was great. Yeah. It's very good. All right, continue. Ebenezer. Yeah. So um, I have pulled out a dictionary before to read the definition of Ebenezer, Uh, like in front of people on Sunday. Okay. Not afraid to pull a dictionary off the shelf. 
we had a dictionary on the shelf at Northridge. Very weird. Webster. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary. Probably Mary, because we were Mary meeting and, on a college campus. Merriam and Webster. Pretty cool um, guys. It, go, it goes back to 1 Samuel 7.12. And what had happened was uh, um, God had just saved Israel from a Philistine army. Uh, the army was coming. They're like, we're going to attack Israel. And Samuel prayed. And God cast lightning down on the Philistines and made them afraid. So they ran away. Mm. And so it says, uh, Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer saying thus far, the Lord has helped us. So that's what Ebenezer means. Thus Mm. far, the Lord has helped us. It's a place where you, it's an act of remembering what God has done. Mm. And so like, um, you know, raise my Ebenezer, um, hither to thy help I come. Uh, so you're wanting to rush in and, and lean on the God who has helped us so far. And then you remember that by his precious blood, that's how we come to him. So, yeah, a lot going on in the second verse there. I really like Is it. that your favorite yeah. line? That's one of the questions. Um, no, we'll get to that. Okay. Um. So poetic, wow. poetic stuff. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Um, consonants. I love consonants. It's basically the opposite <laughs> of an end of the word rhyme. For people who don't know about English, what is a consonant? Okay, so consonants. Like a consonant is any letter that's not a vowel. Yeah. Right. So assonance is when you're rhyming the end of a word, and it's usually a vowel rhyme. So like, uh, oh, so a, a, a consonant is an idea and there's no like singular form of it. Yeah, I get it now. Sorry. <laughs> when I, when I, I was like, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So yeah. Assonance is when, uh, a vowel rhymes. So like, um, come the fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace streams of mercy, never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise. That's assonance. And that's in most songs, but not every song has consonants mm-hmm. where you rhyme uh, the first letter, like the hard sound at the beginning. So, like, you know, there's things in there like uh, prone to leave the God I love or wandering from the fold of God or teach me some celestial sonnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. I love consonants. <laughs> I like that, too. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Um, and my favorite line would definitely be prone to wander. Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Mm. So, you know, it makes you recall that God is forgiving, that he wants to, um, wants to bring you in close and keep you. And even though you might feel like you have this proneness to wander away, I just love the word wander, you know? Yeah. Wandering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Christopher Guest movies again. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So God has this providence for us. Absolutely. And so, you know, you can you can argue the determinism about that, like whether you're pretty reformed and you think like there's nothing we could do or whether you think that maybe we could leave our faith behind. Um Still, either way, the key actor there in like keeping us in the fold is God. Yeah. Right. So it's his goodness that we can be sealed into. And I think that, you know, even if you're like pretty 
Arminian or whatever, there's an assurance that we can have, like that our faith is a blessed solid. assurance, blessed assurance. Yeah. Maybe that's an honorable mention. <laughs> so Bob, yeah. uh, are we going to hear about blessed assurance? Um, no, I think he picked a different one. No, I know no, he did. Not from me. Not from me. I like Blessed Assurance, but uh, but that is not yeah. the one that I chose. No, I know. I want to say uh, <laughs> yeah. I wanna, Blessed okay. Assurance sounds like camels, right? <laughs> you remember the camel that's rock? Christy, that's a oh yeah, camel rock. Camel oh, rock. That's a great version of that yeah. song. I, I still maintain that's a great version of that song. It's oh no, it definitely good. is. It most like certainly the cool is. Egyptian sounding like camel rock. Camel rock. All right, Bob. Let's hear from you, man. I'll, I'll sure. go last. Uh, okay. I yeah, I like the idea that Bob gets to be the uh, meat part of the sandwich. So I'll, I'll <laughs> 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 yes. So I let me start out by saying that I've got to admit that. Uh, the two songs that you had chosen uh, are some of my go-tos. And so you, so you, uh, when I saw that you had already chose those, it made me think a little bit more. And then it kind of brought back to the surface um, one of what has become one of my favorite hymns. But the reason why it wasn't at the service to begin with, this is not a hymn I've ever sung in a service, ever. <laughs> I wonder, I, see, me and Zach read this one. We, we, said, we didn't know this one. We don't yeah. actually know it very yeah, well. Most people don't. Um, I, I, I came across it because, from a modern rendition of it. And it's caused me to fall in love with it all. Uh, so um, that, 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 that was done. Um, What's it called? It is called, um, some, some, some might know it as None of Self and All of Thee. Um, other hymnals might list it as Oh, the Bitter Pain and Sorrow. Um, but it was a song written by a, pa- by a pastor named Theodore uh, Manad uh, in 1875. He is actually a Frenchman. Oh, so one of those new contemporary <laughs> ones. I'm kidding. <laughs> one of our friends would say that. Oh, yeah. I, I know a particular person oh, yeah. who would be like, oh, you mean one of those new, new ones. ones? Well, yeah. 1875 in the history of like Christian music is pretty recent. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> so um, and, and so, so he's a, he was actually a Presbyterian pastor uh, trained in the States. Um, he actually preached in Illinois for a couple of years before re- returning back to Paris. Uh, to continue his pastoring career. Um, and so, but the, the story goes that he wrote this particular hymn um, during uh, what was in a, during a, a series of consecration meetings in England. And I'd actually look, look this up because I'm not familiar with a lot of the Presbyterian faith and, and some of their practices, but apparently, I don't know if it still happens today, but at this point in time, in order to maintain your membership in the Presbyterian church, it was common that once a month they would all gather together and express in an open meeting, an open community, um, how their faith journey is going for that month. Well, that's, that's actually a cool, uh, remember we talked about certain traditions that people follow and if they're glorifying to God, they're good. So yeah. um, that's an example. I will just say as a cool footnote, uh, all of the uh, stuff I need to talk about for my hymn, they're both the composer of the lyrics and the composer of the music yeah. are Presbyterian. And I wonder if that yeah. was just a trend around uh, that time in the 1800s where a lot of Presbyterian uh, composers were coming out of their There show. might have been like some kind of revival that the Presbyterians were involved in. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. I had this conversation with somebody the other day, but a lot of the hymns, if you look back, came out of revivals that happened. Ah, so interesting. Like, that song that we sing, um, Here is Love, Fast, Fast as, the as the Ocean. That's the uh, Welsh revival that happened. So it's a Welsh <laughs> song. Yeah. Awesome. That's another great hymn. All right, Bob, continue. Sorry. Yeah. Sure. No, you're good. You're good. So I love this particular hymn. Um, uh, because it actually goes through the trans, it, it's, it literally goes through the transformation of an individual, um, uh, coming to Christ. It's, it's actually a very, very short hymn. 
Um, it, it, and so um, because it's not well known, I'm going to read some of the lines here. And so like the first verse says, oh, the bitter pain and sorrow that a time could ever be when I profoundly said to Jesus, all of self and none of thee. And it kind of repeats that a little bit. Mm-hmm. as kind of a chorus. Um, uh, all of self, none of thee, all of self, none of thee. When I pro- profoundly, proudly said to Jesus, all of self, none of thee. Then the next verse says, yet he found me, I beheld him bleeding on the curse, accursed tree. And my wistful heart hmm. said faintly, some of self and some of thee. And it kind of goes to that same course type of structure again, some of self, some of thee, yeah. you know, um, and kind of repeats that a little bit. And it says, day by day, his tender mercy, healing, helping, full and free, brought me lower while I whispered, less of self and more of thee. Kind of does that same course thing again. Then it ends with, higher than the highest heaven, deeper than the deepest sea. Lord, thy love at, at last has conquered, none of self and all of thee. And, mm. and and so boom, it, 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 it's 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 this simple. might be our next one we're so, doing. Yeah, this is like a um, <laughs> this is a process of somebody coming to faith. Yes, I mean, yes, it is. Yeah. It, 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 and so I, 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 I this one stuck out to me so much for a couple of different reasons. First of all, a lot of hymnals you'll find in some more traditional churches, you'll say this Sunday, we're going to sing verses two and verses th- four of this particular hymn. Yeah. You can't really do that no. with this one. No. And, and no. so, I mean, the whole song, <laughs> it has to be taken as a whole. It kind of almost forces that in, throughout its structure. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, this this song I first heard this like I said as a, more of a modern rendition of it, but during also like you Zach in, in, in my college career during my, uh, and during that pivotal time of growth and transformation mm-hmm. in my own life. And oh, okay. so seeing so where did where did you hear it by the way? Um, there is a local um, there's a there's a local um, uh, singer songwriter named uh, Kurt Vernon. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, it's, it's so so I, I got I got a, an album of his. I don't think it's actually published anywhere specifically. It's called uh, "Songs for the Brood of Us," and so this this Look was on there. It may be on Spotify. Uh, it's yeah. it's not unfortunately. I, I, okay. I, I, I wish it was. I wish okay. it was. Um, he's got some other stuff on Spotify, but not that particular one. Yeah. Um, and so for a while there, I remember like everybody knew Kurt Vernon. <laughs> like you could just uh, Central Kentucky. Yes. You could go anywhere in Central Kentucky. You go to like Georgetown. You go to Lexington. You go down here to Richmond. Just anywhere in this area, you'd be like, "Hey, um, I know this guy, Kurt Vernon. Oh yeah, I know Kurt Vernon." <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so he, he would sometimes turn up at some of the ran- most random he places, just, he and would I love show it. up. He'd show up at the BCM with a van and just. <laughs> Play a bunch of worship music. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, so during that pivotal time in my collegiate period of diving deeper into my relationship with Christ, it, th- this song really kind of spoke to me heavily. Um, and so, and so, as from a from a scriptural perspective, I think the, the scripture that best relates to this one uh, would definitely be John three thirty. Uh, this is when John the Baptist is speaking to his disciples and they're like, hey, that guy, Jesus, you know, you, you know, all of our followers are kind of leaving and going towards him. Is, is this OK? And so John's explaining to him, you know, that, you know, that um, the bride, the, the, the bride is made for the bridegroom and the friend of the groom is going to be happy to see the joy of, hmm. you know, the two come together. And he ends. And so John the Baptist ends that statement with he must increase. I must decrease. Yeah. And so, which is, it, it, which, I mean, this just bleeds all over this. Yeah. So. You picked a good one, Bobby. That is a good one. As, as far as themes, um, I, um, it, it sticks to more of an ABCB style lyrical structure. Mm. Um, and so from, from a um, poetic standpoint. Uh, nice, nice use of the uh, original structure format there, Bobby. 
It, it, it definitely is. It definitely fits to more of the structure. He was a preacher by profession. This was one of like two hymns that he ever pr- sure. composed himself. So, um, and so it's simple and yet I found it to be so profound. Um, uh, and so it, it just, it, it showcases the subtle growth of a person taking on that transformation through yeah. Christ. Um, so let me ask you this now that you've pitched this, Mm-hmm. When we doing it? Because <laughs> I actually do really like the lyrics. I do like this. the lyrics. Do you know if it had uh, any tune that was associated with yes. it? Yes, yes, there is. Um, okay. The tune was developed um, by Charles J. Vincent, um, and so uh, I, I'll, I'll pass that on. So to it you. has its own tune. Technically, yes, but I did not hear it. It's an original uh, uh, tune structure. Go to the hymn hymnary dot com page or whatever you've got there. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to do this? Yes. It's Creative Commons, I guess, at this point, right? Yeah, none of self, all of the... Hymnary actually has little tiny, like, MIDI versions. Okay, so the meter is 8787... Is it 8787 double? Oh, Zach knows about this from his class so at seminary. Let me pull up that seabed thing. I need to take this class, because I actually think the language is, is very approachable for me. Um. Yeah, you want to... Yeah. We're doing an intensive... At some point. Oh, I wouldn't take a class with you. I would take my own better class. Well, I'm not taking it because I already took it, but I might show up and hang out. Okay, Okay, tunes. So 8787 can be... um, um, Come ye sinners, poor and needy. Or it could be uh, Beecher which is love divine all, you know, a love divine all loves excelling. Yeah. I think Bob yeah. is saying though, that it, it might've been or come thou fount. It would work with come thou fount. Yeah. But I think yeah. Bob is actually saying whoever did it, did they like it did original. have its own tune. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. This, what, what you're talking about is, is very much the kind of the, the, the oh, they, took it, they took it from something else. Then. This is what hymns normally do is they yeah. use a common tune sure. from a time period. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I'm pretty sure that is, that yeah. is the tune, what you're, what you're describing is, is similar to the tune that was originally written. Like I said, I, I, the tune that I, that I most associate with the tune that I first heard it in, yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily follow that exact same it's, style. It's kind of like how in Skyrim, if you go to a certain <laughs> like bar or like like pub place, they'll sing like about the one faction. But if you the, go to a different the bar, age of oppression, yeah, or the, <laughs> if you go to the, the age of aggression, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And it's the exact same melody. That's line exactly with how music yeah. worked. They, until they really recently, it. they <laughs> reference it, so it's oh, yeah. good. Yeah, Skyrim does have a, a hymn reference in it. Yeah. So yeah. So um, one thing I found interesting about this is that it doesn't focus so much on God in the in, in this particular hymn as much as it does focus. And so, so might say, some might say that well, it it doesn't focus on God. It's focusing much more on man. And I, I yeah. would even argue that. That's not even accurate. It's focusing on the transformation uh, that comes from it. And so, yes, there isn't as much of the, um, uh, uh, you know, um, it's kind of like uh, the come down found um, ideas, but it definitely yeah. still sticks, sticks to this idea of changing over time as a result of yeah. the grace of God. It's, it's kind of like um, death was arrested because Interesting. death okay. was arrested starts with like i was alone in my sorrow dead in my sin yes um and then you know it talks about the death of jesus in like the second and third verse and then right there's like the savior displayed on a criminal's cross and then 
but then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand. And that's when the song, it's like really triumphant at the end. Oh yes. It goes into the resurrection. So it's kind of like the whole story, but it's like, it's more from the perspective of somebody receiving it. Yes. Yes. It's, it's more about the perspective yeah. than it really is the focus. The focus is still, I think appropriate that it's not about us. It's about that transformation, yeah. but, but yes, but it's, but the coming from a different perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I like how this hymn has kind of that, that hymn structure where it starts very, very focused on the darkness and what somebody experiences. And then like, he found me is like verse two. And then like day by day is tender mercy. So it's like growing. Yes. Right. And, you slowly yeah. begin to experience it. And yeah. then if, and at the end, you're finally, you're all in, you know, higher than the highest heaven. Yeah. yeah deeper worship course, deep. higher than the highest yeah. heaven, deeper is in the deepest sea. So you got this upper and lower yeah. and then, and yes. And then Lord, thy love at last is conquered. Just talk about the vastest of God, higher than the highest yeah. heaven is deepest in the deepest seas. Your love has conquered all you have it all, all, you know, less, yeah. none of self and all of very freaking worshipful. <laughs> I like, like it. Yeah. <laughs> and so far we've had two, two different messages uh, from two different solid worship hymns. And I think yeah. our third one's going to uh, be its own message too. So it's cool that we picked yeah. three different ones that kind of touch on different Bob, stuff. Real, real quick. Favorite line. Um, let's see. It, it, if there has to be a favorite line, then, um, then that's definitely got to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. He found me. I beheld him bleeding on the, uh, the accursed tree. Yeah. And my wistful heart said faintly, some of self and some of thee. It, it, it's it's this sign of I'm giving in. I, I, I mm-hmm. recognize the sacrifice. Yeah. I'm beginning that buy-in process, and that's where it starts. That's where the transformation transformation begins. It's it's not it's all not the accursed tree. Yeah, it's 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 not an all, and then it's it's not like I don't believe. And now I'm all in. It, it, that's not how transformation works. It's a slow, steady process, yeah. and we see that beginning to form. And, and, and yeah. so it. it I, so I don't know. I, it's, so good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and so, that, which that is very different than most other people think. It's like, oh, well, I'm a Christian. I've got to change everything right now. And then they fail and yeah. they give up. And that speaks to what the blood of Jesus does. Because the blood right. of Jesus covers us for more than just the instant that we turn around and, and convert. It's not like the process is done then. Absolutely. Know, the blood of Jesus is there to cover us throughout our life. Absolutely. It's, so, a, it's, it's a slow process, yeah. it's, but it's a beautiful process. And we're still leaning on the, um, on the cross and resurrection as we go forth. So yeah. So good. Awesome. All right. Colin, what about you? Okay. I'm, uh, I'm super excited to talk about this hymn because I've made a fun little, like, uh, different rendition of it. Uh, and, and at that time I've researched a lot about the, the original like lyrics and, and who wrote it. And, um, yeah, we're, uh, I want to talk about it as well because, uh, it is well, both the original hymn and then the version that I do give me a lot of uh, worshipful, joyous feelings. It is well them. It's with w- my soul. When I sing this song mm-hmm. and when I worship to it, I, I feel wellness in my soul. It is well, it is well. With my soul. That's true. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the let's let's start with the uh, you you have the question thing. So who wrote it and why? Let's let's start there. So uh, it's funny because I think maybe both of you all picked hymns that were written by somebody who might have written another hymn, mm-hmm. whether or not it was like as big. Sure. But my one hit wonders. My yeah. lyrical author was a one hit wonder. But his story is crazy. Horatio Spafford, okay, 
So here's the story of Horatio Spafford and the hymn itself. So I'll just read this thing. And it's this is pretty much exclusively from Wikipedia, but I've researched this. I thought they summed it up pretty well because it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit chunkier of a story than what I'm about to read. So I'll fill it in as I go. But okay, so Spafford was a lawyer who was married and had children. And then this like traumatic thing happens where uh, his son died at the age of two in the great Chicago fire of 1871. Oh my gosh. So his first son died. Then because of the fire, it like basically bankrupt him. He was like ruined financially. Um, and until then he was like a good successful lawyer um, and he had invested in all these like properties and then all the properties burned. So that was the first real hard thing. Um, then, uh, there was like, I guess an economic downturn at a time. And then his money went out even further. Um, and he had been like wanting to travel to Europe. Um, and so he had to change his plans and he sent his family ahead while he was delayed on business. Uh, because of this fire <laughs> and while crossing the Atlantic ocean, the ship sank rapidly after a collision with the sea vessel. So a, a, a ship crashed into another ship. Yeah. Uh, and the ship, the one ship was called the, uh, the one that they wrote on the, the, his family wrote on was the SS Vildehurv <laughs> and, uh, Vildehurv. And, uh, they crashed into a boat named the Lockern, and all four of Spafford's daughters, he had four daughters. They all died. And so he lost his son and then his four daughters yeah. within a year or no, within two years of each other. Uh, and so then his wife uh, sent him this telegram that said saved alone because she was, the, she survived, but her kids didn't, which is like in itself. So like grieving. It's Absolutely. Like, a, like that would Absolutely. feel worse. I bet you she, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, even though she's passed away. But uh, I assume she was probably like, I wish I would have died with the ship or something. Oh, Survivor's Guild is a real, yeah. it's a yeah. real serious issue. So, um, yeah. uh, so then Spafford, after getting all of his affairs in order, it, after all the, the fire and everything, so he has no money. All of his properties are burned. Then the econo- economy crashes. Then his, so then his during that time his child died. Then his four daughters died mm-hmm. on the way to Europe. Then he's like, and then his wife is like, oh, well, like, I'm here now, but, you know, yeah. that's it. And then he was like, well, I guess I'm coming over there because I've got all my affairs in order now. And while he was on the boat ride over, they passed over the wreckage site of where his kids had died. And that's when he wrote it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted the, the reason oh, I want to talk about wow. how depressing that story is, is to tell you the irony well not the irony it's the powerfulness like the the power of the message of the scripture based on yeah, that yeah because as people probably already have guessed the the theme of it as well is that though these bad things happen or though this is happening or though this has happened yeah it is still me and god are still good and what god is doing as well with my soul yeah and, and we'll get into that so no, but but what you just described right there is i think is really where why his words are able to resonate the way they do. Cause I would right. tell you when, when I was sitting in China and I had found out that my father had passed away, 
uh, unexpectedly. And I'm sitting there halfway across the world. This was a song that I turned on repeat. This was it right here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and so, so he, he was a lawyer, like I said, so he yeah. was not a lyricist. I, I don't believe he was not studied yeah. as a lyricist necessarily. Um, there but used to be a lot more multi-talented people. And I think that, I mean, and I'm sure, I'm sure it, it, the ability to write this, he probably had to have some kind of writing, uh, you know, knowledge from being a lawyer. And, but um, the, this other guy, and we'll talk about him in a minute, the person who actually wrote the, uh, the music, Philip Bliss, uh, we'll talk about him as well. But I wanted to give you guys kind of like a glimpse into why, uh, you know, to when he wrote it and what was going on in his life, because it's super important. So what is the general theme? General theme is, um, and I'll just read some 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 of the hymn itself so you guys can, I mean, it's, I would say for a hymn, it's relatively self-explanatory. Like yeah, there's not as sure. much allegorical language. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't mean there isn't scripture in it because we'll talk about that. But, um, you know, the first verse, which is crazy that when he writes like this, he says, when peace like a river attendeth my way. Yeah. So he's already saying like, I have peace in the Lord. Yeah. And it's like, how can you, when you're floating by the, the, the ship of death, you know, essentially, yeah. uh, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot that was taught me to say it as well as well with my soul. So he's saying, whatever happens to me in my life. Now this, this to me is kind of like Horatio Spafford is sort of like a Job or a prophet yeah. or somebody like that. Like, if you think about it, he is like, a, Oh, that's an interesting comparison. He's I like love a that. modern day. Cause he's like, no, nah, you, you know, I'm me and God mm -hmm. are still good after all of this terrible stuff. Yeah. And so the, the basic theme is, and he goes through each verse and gives a kind of a different scenario of like what the scripture is talking about in a certain situation with him. So the first verse is definitely about when I am in a peaceful state, when I'm in a sorrowful state, Yeah. whatever my lot, I'm good. Like yeah. it is well with my soul. And God has taught him to say that. Yeah. It's not necessarily him saying it's not he didn't something just you arrive. Natural. Yeah. He's not just so awesome that like he can just take it all in stride. It's God saying is, that it's God saying that God is that. teaching him yeah. to say that in his heart yeah. back to the Lord. So that's the first thing. And then, you know, it is well, it is well as well. That's the kind of the chorus. Mm -hmm. And then verse two, though Satan should buffet or buffet. Yeah. Though trials, though Jimmy should buff it. Though trials <laughs> should come, yeah. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed His own blood for my soul. Mm. So He's saying that, um, though Satan is like, you know, doing his good work, trying to make people mm -hmm. bad work, uh, you know, and and making him have all these trials that would tear him away from the Lord. Uh, he's like, but Christ, Christ has regarded that helpless estate and his blood being shed is for the battle against Satan. Yeah. And so then he's saying like, not only is it well that if I'm good or I'm bad, but also if Satan and Christ are like battling for my soul, my soul is, uh, I am still going to sing it as well. So yeah. then verse three my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but in whole. So now he's talking about all the sin in his heart is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Now, So despite all that he has gone through, it brings him bliss that his sin is nailed to the cross. 
Like, yeah, that's the thought that is bringing him so much joy. He can just remember his sin is and to the cross. at this point, yeah. and at this point, he sings out, "Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Oh my soul!" Yeah. So at that point, um, uh, it's almost as a celebratory thing. Yeah, absolutely. Be- because he absolutely. is he is comparing and saying, first sorrows are rolling, uh, or you know. Then he's saying Satan is trying to have his way. And then he's saying his own sin is trying to get in the way, but Jesus is taking care of that. And so he's he's rejoicing. This to me is a song. I mean, it it feels like a Psalm all the way through, because Mm -hmm. if you remember how Psalms kind of work, and we've talked about that in a past episode, they may have the first part be about like some troubling things they're going through. And then they talk about Mm -hmm. how like, you know, they may stumble. And then the middle chunk is all about how they are recognizing that God is in control of all of it. Sure. So then verse four and Lord haste the day when my faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. And we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and give you a hint. This is like my favorite verse. Uh, the Trump shall resound. <laughs> I love is that, that a joke. prophecy. I love that politics? joke. Uh, have you read? Have you heard it as well? Basically, it proclaims that Trump. No, will be president. no, no. We are not going no, there. I'm absolutely, being, I'm being no. silly. So, <laughs> oh, the, that that is a Trump resounding just then. Can we say that we're celebrating Jesus's and and the Lord's return? So, um, okay. So the Lord hates the day when my faith shall be sight. So when he mm-hmm. actually, so the faith that he has in Jesus will actually be a physical seeing thing. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. Like we, mm-hmm. we read in uh, revelation. I think it's also in Mark 14, which we talked about, uh, which oh, is, yeah. uh, I think yeah. uh, in that it says, Jesus said, I am, and you shall see the son of man sitting at the right hand yeah. of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. So that's in Mark 14, 62, I think. Um, and then uh, the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. Yeah. So he's saying, all, even if all of this stuff happens, I'm good. Uh, like me. Yeah. No, one thing that I find profound about the, about that verse specifically is that even though he's passing by the wreckage where he lost his daughters, you know, he's still saying, haste the day. You know, don't bring that day upon me just yet. Just to delay yeah. it. You know, it is. Is that uh, what haste means? I thought haste, haste meant, is make it haste come is sooner. Haste is make it come oh, sooner. Come sooner. It? It's okay, okay though. Yeah. It's okay. I know what your point is. <laughs> yeah. He's passing by and, and, and it, well, Basically, but he's still thinking yeah. about Christ and he's the thinking about Christ and the, the second coming. Yeah. yeah. And and here's an interesting thing that yeah. you guys may not know about this. Him. Haste the Day is an American metalcore band, right? No, yeah. <laughs> there is a there is a Haste the Day. Yeah. band. Yeah. yeah. So here's so that's the make Swift. OK, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking incorrectly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's OK. Yeah, yeah. It's no big deal. Hey, man, yeah. we're it's all, all we're all celebrating this song because it's good. Yeah, song. buddy, it's a great so, song. So here's the other thing that's interesting. Yeah. Excuse me. This has a fifth verse. And the one that um, we ended up, a lot of times, the one we end up singing last is the fifth one. Yeah. But uh, as we will hear about, if you go uh, and check this Usually, out. Usually, um, I'm used to hearing when peace like a river, and then the second one is my sin, oh, the bliss, and then the third one is haste the day. Well. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I'm not even used to really hearing though Satan should buff it, but I have heard it before. Right. But then yeah. the other one is the the fifth one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which there is a fifth verse. It is, um, oh, Lord. O Lord, tis for thee, for thy coming we wait. The sky, not the grave, is our goal. Hmm. O trump of the angel, or voice of the Lord, blessed hope, blessed rest for my soul. Now, that's an extra verse, and it says on the wiki, which I've read about, 
that um hold on one real quick let me get to it uh, um i believe that if i'm remembering the i i don't have it in front of me here and i'm not sure why it's not coming up but i believe that his child hmm. later after he had passed away added the verse now you guys can like look that up and uh, and help me with that later. I can't I can't pull that up right now. That's just an extra little tidbit. Yeah. But um, there there the original song had four verses, and those yeah. are the four verses I just read to you. Hmm. Um, and I do actually don't mind the uh, uh, "Tis for Thee for Thy Coming We Wait." Um, it is kind of a um, sort of talking about the same thing, which is about sure. Jesus' second coming. Yeah. Uh, and so it is a you know it's yeah. it's it's one of those things. So. That's another example of a hymn structure where you start right. very focused on the individual and then you kind of move to some of the implications of sin and the cross. Right. Mm-hmm. And then finally you move into either the like assurance and hope in Christ yeah, or, and sometimes both, um, the like eschatological, like the last things Interesting. To really, to really yeah. simplify, a lot it. of hymns follow that same yeah. pattern. Interesting. Yeah. And so, to, to to simplify it for me, Bob, will you just ask me about some things that are tough in my life right now? Just ask me. Just say like, how's this going? Like, ask me. Uh, how, how's how how things going with your marriage? <laughs> with your financial? <laughs> it is it is well with my soul. So. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, so, keep me coming. Sure. Um, uh, how's, how, how's it is well? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, how's the zombie apocalypse in your in your trailer? Oh, it's well. It's it is yeah. well. <laughs> how annoying would that Walking Dead character be? <laughs> we gotta get out of here, Carl. Nah, Don't talk to that crazy guy. And I'm like, well, whatever's going on, it is well with my soul. <laughs> See, he's not ready to do what it takes to survive. All right, so yeah. all right, so here's the deal. So Horatio Spafford. He was a he was a church elder, but he was just a church elder. He didn't really have that's sure. basically okay. what I've determined. And then, of course, you know the story of him. So let's talk about um, before I go on to the third question, which is why is it special to you? Let's talk about uh, the guy who put the uh, music together, Philip Bliss. His whole thing was that he was like a composer, mm-hmm. but um, he was like a teacher first. But he also was super into music. But he wasn't like trained classically as a musician. Mm. Really? He was more trained as a teacher. But then all of his family, including like his, you know, his like parents. And then later when he met his wife, mm-hmm. they all kind of encouraged his like singing yeah. ability. Hmm. He got he he sort of as time went on, he got he met people that trained him as he like went. Awesome. So he actually did get a chance to go to school for a little bit for like a few weeks. He got a trainer to train his like vote to to be a vocalist mm-hmm. and stuff. But. um, um, And so. He, his life was kind of brought up b- sort of being constantly associated with music. And he himself did write a lot of songs, but they weren't necessarily Christian songs. Like he started off with certain songs and then later wrote some gospel stuff. And so he did like sort of both. Right. But what's really cool about this Philip Bliss guy, which I think could be a whole nother like long story I won't get into. Uh, after he helped write it as well um, with Horatio Spafford, uh, him and his wife, became super evangelist, moved to Jerusalem, started an American mm. uh, colony there where they like ministered to like 
uh, Muslims and like other people and, and did like ministry there and gained the trust of the people in Jerusalem. And that is where they, they passed away. Was this Spafford or bliss? This is bliss. Oh, wow. Spafford, uh, I think died of malaria in, uh, sort of a, Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. <laughs> Horatio Spafford's the one who had the, the colony. That's right. I'm sorry. Horatio Spafford and his wife had the Jerusalem colony. I got my notes switched up. Essentially, um, yeah, so flip-flop that. Philip Bliss. Philip Bliss's end is a little different. It's mm. equally sad. Um, but um, they, Horatio Spafford and his wife, after the loss of their daughters and after the writing of the song, moved to Jerusalem and, and set up this American philanthropy uh, colony. And they actually adopted a, a son there. Uh, and uh, things were things were really good for them and their ministry. Now, Philip Bliss, sorry. So the, all the stuff about him in the beginning is true. Um, he became an evangelist, which is also yeah. true. They didn't move to Jerusalem. But the real sad story about Philip Bliss, which I think is kind of poetic and sad, is that um, his wife and him were on a train. It went over a trestle, and the trestle collapsed, and the train fell into the ravine below. And he came out of the train and survived, but his wife was still in there, and he went back in there to save her, and they both died. Oh, my gosh. But um, they, they both, through their careers, both the, the music writer and uh, and Horatio Spafford, the lawyer, both, after being involved with music, became evangelists in their own way, which yeah. is really interesting. And so um, the thing, you know, and the question that you guys have on here is, um, uh, why is it special to you? And, of course... A lot of a lot of for me when I worship, it has to do with like like how I'm doing as far as like because as much as I want your soul doing, yeah, how's my soul doing? And a lot yeah. of times when I worship, it's me connecting with God and kind of like being real with God. Yeah, which is why on the next episode we're going to talk about my favorite worship song, which I won't reveal now, but it's in the same vein. It's just like how's you know how's the soul going with uh, with God right now? And so this is it's a, called how's your soul doing, right? Yeah, inside <laughs> joke, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, so so basically, um, that's my main thing is that it really deals with how like how th- how you are still maintaining the strong faith that God calls us to have mm-hmm. in all of these different situations, and not just yeah. not just the faith to say I'm mad, but I'm still a believer, but the faith to say. Not only am I a believer still, but it is well. That is, I still have joy. That is tough, yeah. You know who I think oh, of yeah. who could like almost never have their joy taken away? Who? Harvey. Yeah, Harvey I know. Kozart. We keep going back to him. He <laughs> laughs and smiles and every yeah. word he speaks. Well, and he's he's talked about that before. He said that he, I mean, he's had difficulties in his life too. Yeah. Um, he chooses joy. Like, I don't know how he's able to do that, but... He really has the joy of God inside him. And I mean, he, yeah. yeah like yeah. you said, he chooses it. So, and, and so we've, I, I've, I've mentioned a few scriptures uh, already about, you know, kind of like where um, the scriptural stuff for it comes from, from Mark, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, basically talk about a few other scriptures that kind of are laid in this because we're moving on to that question uh, where, what kind of scriptures are involved <laughs> So mm-hmm. let me uh, let me pull that up because I have a little notes sheet here. Uh, if I can, please. The internet doesn't work when I want it to. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, first one: when peace like a river 
uh, we know that. And then uh, a lot of this comes out of both the Psalms and Isaiah. Yeah. But um, so, you know, I, I'm not going to read all of these because every single verse is like straight out of scripture. But uh, let's talk about just verse one and we'll go through a few. Isaiah 66, 12 says, for thus oh. says the Lord, behold, I extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you will be nursed. You will be carried on the hip and fondled on the knees. That's like right at the end of Isaiah too. Like yeah. that's the message of hope. And then for when the people in exile, because that was a pretty bad thing that happened to Israel. Oh yeah. You know, they were taken off to Babylon. And so God is saying, yeah. you know, peace like a river. And then it's coming. And then when sorrows like sea billows roll, Psalm 42, seven says deep calls to, to deep at the sound of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your mm. waves have rolled over me. But this one I like, cause it's James and I'm a big fan of James one. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well as well as my soul. And James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you yeah. encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And it's just, it, it, that's that's another reason I like James, because James really talks about like how to still maintain that yeah. faithful, joyous heart and to not be swayed. And, and, and mm-hmm. that's just, and that's another reason I like, um, Bob's uh, him so much when he was describing yeah. it because it kind of tackles that a little bit. And I won't go through all of these, but let me just say that it is, what's the word? Ingratiated in scripture. Mm. Like that word? I sound like English major. No, not really. <laughs> never have it, uh, never you has anyone ever said <laughs> that Colin knows words good. I don't know words good. You don't good. know talking good like you and me. <laughs> Why say big word when small word do trick? <laughs> all right, so... um. Any good poetic devices or techniques used? I already really mentioned it, just the idea of going from each situation and coming back to Mm -hmm. the it as well. And it's all based on that theme of like, you know, uh, I've been taught to say, I believe, I joyously say it as well, even though all this is going on, it as well. And it is essentially, I mean... (laughs) And it, you know, and admittedly, it could be really a cry of him going like, whatever, I don't care. Mm. It's whatever happens, it's fine. It's well with me. But really what it it comes down to is a very huge, powerful profession of faith in the midst of his sorrow and depression, which is, which is for me, very, very difficult. So the fact that he wrote this song in the midst of that is just crazy. And what is my favorite line and what theological point does it have? So I've already discussed the last verse, verse four for me is the best. Uh, and it is, and I shall read, and Lord haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend, even zo- even though it is well with my even soul. So. Even so. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, I was burping. And so. Um, even so. Even, I mean, even though I'm burping, it's well. <laughs> it's well with the podcast. <laughs> All right, so. um the, the, the cool thing about that is that, he, you know, normally in a in a hymn, you kind of see like the like you said, the the individualistic stuff. And then you see kind of them go through sin, Satan, the cross, that kind of stuff. But I really, really do like that he completes the entire covenant, basically, yeah. by saying that and the Lord will return one day. And that is well as well. Yeah, that is the completion of sort of my soul's wellness is to say that I trust that he's going to come. And when that day comes and my faith shall be sight, it'll be well with me then too. Yeah. And so to me, it is basically like the fruition of the song. And it's essentially him saying, 
I'm good now. I'm good when Satan tries to tempt me. I'm good with my sin because of Jesus. And I'm good when you come back because uh, all of that stuff is all part of like who I am as a believer. And so I, I don't know. It's just uh, that's the culmination of the, the hymn and what makes it good. Uh, so that's why I enjoy it. And, uh, and uh, awesome. just singing, singing the words. Trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. I'm just like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, and you guys obviously know the face melting solo. Yeah. And you know, the theological implication of it is, you know, it's right. It's right there in uh, Revelation. I think it's also in Matthew. We talked about, uh, I want to say Matthew 26. I'm not very good at just pulling scripture out. Yeah. There's a, there's a Mark version around 13. And then the same thing, an extended edition a little bit. I'm not sure how Matthew. long this episode has yeah. gone on, but I will say that it has been really fun talking about it's these been songs. Great. It's been yeah. oh, yeah. so much fun. Um, maybe we should do it again. I think so. Uh, the good, yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe next episode? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Might do modern next time. And so uh, I just want to say that uh, talking about the hymns gives me deeper appreciation for them. Mm-hmm. So and we have some uh, versions of hymns. If you check out our Patreon, yes, oh yes, and, including yeah. that Camel Rock Blessed Assurance. And yeah. I will let you guys know also that uh, coming up in the next week, you will see two more albums, Volume Three and You're Four, do two at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so I already have one almost done, and then okay. So they're going to come up on the Patreon as a nice little gifty. Um, and I think that I was going to talk this over with you boys. So maybe we'll talk about this outside of the podcast, but I think we should try and maybe, uh, do like a $1 like seedling thing for the Patreon as well. See if we can get that going, see how okay. people respond to that. Gotcha. But, uh, that the, might be possible. We'll see. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that, I don't know how the, Patreon I don't even works. know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, like Zach said, check us out on Patreon, check us out on all the podcastings. Yes, and if Apply you those want, ratings. Yes, if you want somebody to know about us, give us a rating. That will help people see us like in the app store and stuff. So And there you go. Even if you tell yeah. people about our podcast and you kind of mumble it like we did the one time, house cats, crats, mats, uh they'll try and Google it. And Even then, if you mess up and you say the name of my fantasy football team, the house cats blobcast. Yeah. It's still okay. <laughs> it's still well. It is well. It is well. It is well. Odds are you'll get it on Google search. All right. Thank you guys and have a good week. We'll talk to you soon.